All right, everybody. Bob from Hidden in Plain Sight. Space is fake and gay. Everything's fake and gay. I don't know what else is fake and gay. We're about to probably find out here, though. <laughs> um, what's going on, buddy? It's uh, uh, it, it feels like too long every time I'm not seeing that beautiful red beard of yours. <laughs> well, thank you. I I have a love hate relationship with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I don't think we talk near as much as we probably should. Um, but nothing's new, man. I'm I'm trying to move. That's that's my thing. I've been busy looking at properties and. Nice. Trying to get financing and all of that shit. Well, you moving to California while. or what? Oh God, dude, I wish. Honestly, I could move to upper upstate California. It's badass up there, man. But the the property politics are bad. Well, the politics are they're not actually the, the local politics up there isn't that bad. It's a very conservative area. Yeah, the uh, federal rules are bad, though. but but they, you know, the governor, the state rules suck, and yeah, that's what it's, I meant. It's yeah. all the regulation, like the taxes are fucking stupid, and the insurance requirements because there's forest fires there all the time, they're really stupid. So you might be able to find like forty acres in a nice house for four hundred thousand dollars, but you're gonna have thousands and thousands of dollars a year in insurance and taxes that'll just bloat your monthly payment like crazy yeah you can't fuck with that either uh texas or, or florida maybe seem pretty decent or like montana or wyoming you know somewhere like that where it's just tennessee kentucky Wyoming, or uh like west virginia virginia if i could go anywhere i'd probably be looking in in that little area okay i always like south carolina too there's something really cool about south carolina like more the politics that sucks well, <laughs> sure. I mean, how great are the politics in Arizona and Texas? Like where we're at, well, they're not touche. that great. They're no. not that great. But no. we're not trying to get heavy here today, Bob. No. We're trying to keep it light, dude. Um, yeah, so. What's new with what you're up to? Are you recording much these days, or what are you up to? Man, I'm honestly I'm recording as little as I can. Um, oh, I just uh, I'm busy doing a lot of shit, man. I'm I'm trying to find this property and. Uh, yeah, I've got four kids and 30 some odd chickens and, you know, just trying to figure some shit out, trying to get okay. a home based income. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm just uh, I may be moving not out of the state as much as I would love to. I may be moving soon uh, on to acreage is the idea. Maybe but, time to start hooking. <laughs> man. If only it was as easy for dudes as it is chicks. Right? <laughs> I know. I feel like we're we're solid like sixes, you and I. Oh, yeah. But a solid six, if you're a chick, a solid six can make bank if you're if you're willing to suck a little dick. We can't do that though. Dude, with like um with OnlyFans, you don't even have to do anything. Oh yeah, you can put you the belly button and make bank. Dude. There's probably fat chicks crushing cans with their tits that are making thousands of dollars a month, you yeah. know, like just crushing cans with titties. And yeah. that's all they do. And it's a know. freak show. It's not it's not an attraction thing. It's a freak show these days because there's so many beautiful women that you can see naked online that now it's it's transcend. It transcends that it's not it's not oh this girl's got a perfect ass, a perfect rack and a perfect face. Now it's like, how weird can this get while still making me go from six to midnight? 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> like I, don't, I wouldn't know. I don't. I'm married, so I don't engage in that activity anymore. But I can imagine like the the common thread these days is like, what's the line between yeah. being aroused and turned off, and writing that line. Yeah. And seeing if you can get off before you're disgusted. Exactly. Like, is that is that the niche? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I'm disgusted, but I'm hard. So, yeah. I mean, you think about how um, you know social media and stuff like this works these days. It's it's all cringy stuff, and it's it's strange. And you know, we came up in different times. You're a little older than I am. I think uh, I'm gonna guess the year you were born, and yeah, right. I don't think i'm gonna be right here but let me go with uh uh fuck dude i i want to say late late 70s but i'm gonna go 82 nope okay don't don't 76 eight fuck okay close okay you jump both sides but i know i gave you i I cut some ears off and then i uh, added some on there's a bunch of us that are kind of in that same kind of 10 year gap give or take, you know, between like late seventies and early eighties, there's a ton of us in our community that are in that age group. So yeah, it's a majority of, yeah. uh, of the people that are, are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And then I feel like it starts kind of fading away. Um, I feel like people like me and Nico and, and Kyle from uh, the big dumb, he's, he's a little younger than we are. Uh, oh, I mean, Kyle's a fucking baby, dude. Dude's like twenty four. He's seventeen years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, you know, being born back in that era, where were you born? Were you always a Texas boy? Uh, as far as I know, uh, technically was born in Oklahoma City, but I was never old enough to remember it. Okay. I, I'm. I was told that's where I was born. Dust Bowl kid. All I remember is is Texas. So, as okay. far as I know, I've been a Texan my whole life. It was. I think it was like two or three years old when we moved to Texas. Nice. So, and so, so what do you know about, uh, like, are you very close with your parents? Where, I mean, were you close with them? I when... was. <laughs> I'm not anymore. Uh, you know, well, tell me about that. Oh, dude, because people are fucking insane and they're willing to nuke relationships because of belief systems. Um, so how this goes. and not even beliefs, but you know, I, as most of the people that know who I am know, uh, I'm, I'm a flat earther and I don't, it's not a belief. I know it is. I can prove it. And when I presented my family with this concept, they all just kind of shut me out. So my mom was already kind of out of the picture because she cheated on my dad and I didn't care to talk to her anymore. Mm. Um, But the rest of them, when they found out I was a flat earther, they're just like, "Mm -mm, no, my little brother uh, even called me retarded. He was like, you just don't know what you're talking about. You're fucking retarded. I never want to talk to you again. I was like, all right, dude. Cool, just man. over that, huh? Just over something as simple as like, uh, like I always say, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm never going to, uh, yeah. you know, get mad at anybody over something that doesn't affect me personally. Um, right. I, I like, I don't know why people have such a visceral reaction to it. I think um, it's the first truth it's the first thing you're told you know like that you hold as like grounding shit in your life sacred yeah i mean it's it's from when you're a little kid you've got a fucking you got planets spinning over your crib as a mobile and it's on it's on your sheets it's in your books it's on the tv it's 
it's fucking everywhere, man. Um, they if you if you just every time you see a globe or Saturn or a rocket ship, just think propaganda, yeah, and yeah. you're gonna say propaganda like seven hundred times a day, and you'll realize how prevalent it is. But like, uh, I think it's it's just the one thing that most people think they can hold is true. They know their government lies to them. They know they don't can't really trust history because it's you know been controlled or whatever. But the one thing but the earth that they they have is the fucking Earth, uh. you know. And so it just can break their entire paradigm. And so they hold on to it as tight as they can because it's the only thing they've had to hold on to their entire life. And so if they let that go, then it can, it, their entire reality can fall apart. They don't realize that it's really not a big deal to yeah. realize it and just, just kind of get past it. And then you can actually understand your realm a lot better and be able to function inside of it a lot better. But yeah, anyway. I mean, you know, so it shatters, uh, relationships and, and obviously, you know, you're, you're making it seem like yeah. that's the, the situation for you. And, and it sounds like you've really gone on to be a very successful person. I don't know if you would call yourself that, but I would just from the little bit that I know about you. Um, but I want to go back, <laughs> you know, to the days of, you know, moving from Oklahoma to Texas, being a little kid. What are like some of those first memories of like going to school? Um, you know, what kind of, what kind of, uh, household did you grow up in? Was it lower class, upper class, middle class? What was the situation there? It was middle to upper class, middle to middle upper. Um, when I was really little, like I do, like, like I have a couple memories from, um, when we were in Oklahoma, but I don't necessarily remember like actively living there. Like my first I think my first memory was when I was uh, really little and I cut the end of my thumb off. <laughs> I was like, mm. my mom was out in the yard and I was, I just got up on the counter and decided to cut an orange with a knife and just slice the end of my thumb off Nice. at like two or three years old. I guess that's probably why my body held on to it because it was trauma. That's why I have that memory. Um, wow. But you know, my dad was in the oil business. So when we moved to Texas, things were pretty booming. Um, they were kind of coming back up out of the oil crisis in the seventies. So then okay. the, in the eighties, oil was kind of coming back and a lot of oil company, a lot of small time oil companies just started booming again. And so we moved to Texas because my dad was working for his dad's company and they were expanding and freaking we, we did okay, man. Now, like, like my wife has kind of like the exact opposite uh, situation. Like she was, she was brought up really poor, but I tell her the one thing we have in common is we both had shitty parents, like regardless mm -hmm. of the economic situation, uh, both of us had parents that like were absentee parents. Like my parents, I was a latchkey kid pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like I just did whatever the hell I wanted to. Um, well, let me get this straight real quick. So, so your, your father worked for your uncle's, his oil dad's, company his dad's um, like my grandfather's oil company oh wow okay yeah, my grandfather my grandfather was uber rich yeah that sounds uber, like some mad fucking money for sure uber rich i mean he was worth billions of dollars at one point in time billions. wow um yeah and blew it all he died broke holy shit so so you're your dad didn't see that much of that money then. It sounds mm -hmm. like if you were, if you guys were middle class to upper middle class, <laughs> the, 
no my dad didn't have the balls to like really command more from his dad and he didn't have the balls to leave his dad to go make more money somewhere else so he just kind of stayed in the middle because he he my dad was the kind of guy he was a, a baby boomer and his dad was military so you know he had a very strict upbringing sure. um very strict and so my dad like that knocked any kind of conflict out of my dad with all the abuse that he took from his his parents and then the military um he just was non-confrontational to the point to where he dropped out of the military when vietnam hit and he was like oh man i'm not doing it and he was a conscious objector and got kicked out of the military because he refused to go to vietnam and kill people um so he's just a super low conflict dude and you know so he didn't fight for anything or or do anything so we stayed kind of middle upper class i mean we were we were okay you know we i never wanted for anything you know if we were hurting for money i would have never known it Mm. um but you know i that was back you know when kids played outside all the time so you didn't really pay attention much to what was going on in the house anyway Sure. You know, we ran the streets in the, in the fucking 80s, man. It was, you ran around in the streets and and played freaking capture the flag and, you know, hide and seek on a, on like a neighborhood scale. And like we rode dirt bikes and three wheelers and did all sorts of crazy shit, man. Cause none of us in the, like in the 80s, kids just were allowed to do whatever. It was just like, yeah, whatever, man. And we just kind of did what we wanted. So you're running around getting dirty outside. Yeah, dude. Um, are you guys? Uh, you know, obviously, there's there's always food involved as a kid. I mean, this was this is always yeah. my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> and I'm curious. You know, we're probably talking like for you being five, six, seven years old, early '80s, right? Early '80s. Yeah, yeah. What was the kind of shit that you little animals would be running around eating out there? Like, you know, because there's always. Like, you know, some parents have, like, the good snacks around. Sometimes you're going to, like, the convenience store. What's the shit that you guys are really, like, getting all excited about when you guys are, like, sweaty and fucking, you know, hot and running around outside? <laughs> um, Well, like, I, I was extremely fortunate because I, I grew up with a mom that cooked. Like, she was a housewife, you know, a house mom. So she cooked. And she cooked just about all the meals. You know, I I pancakes and eggs for breakfast and you know had home-cooked meals for dinner every night it was really rare that i didn't have a home-cooked meal uh made sandwiches for lunch uh i was in you know when i I was really young i was in a private school then i transferred to public school and they would have lunches so i'd you know sometimes eat lunch at school but i'm gonna uh, have to ask you about the cafeteria lunches after this oh dude i have a favorite um, that i can talk to to you about but like my my go to like in the summer when we were hot, my mom made um she would make homemade ice cream. And no she would make fucking either way. Yeah, there's these things that are like blackberries down here called dewberries. They're like bat blackberries, but they're smaller and sweeter. Or or tartar. And they're called dewberries, and you she would make dewberry pie, dewberry ice cream, and in late summer or early summer, I guess it is. Um, she would get peaches and she would make peach ice cream. So my mom's ice cream was legit. And we're not talking sherbet. We're talking ice no, cream. Full on, like takes like two days to make it ice cream. Fuck. 
Yeah, dude. That shit was good. That was so good. Do you still um, do that today? Do you do that for like yourself and your kids and stuff? No, I'd like to get back to making ice cream because it's really not that hard. Like you get like one it's of the old school be- machines. You can get the old school machines um, where it's like a hand crank, but then you just get the motor attachment on the top that does the hand cranking for you. And it's still kind of old school churning ice cream. And it's good, man. It's yeah, really dude, man, I, I can't imagine if I had access to homemade ice cream, I'd be 700 pounds. I'd, I'd be missing a foot. It would be so well, see, bad. Dude. We needed it when we were young because we were running around being crazy maniacs That's all the true. time. So, you know, you'd come inside sweating, just pound down a pint of ice cream and then go right back outside and yeah. run it off or go skateboard or something. Um <laughs> so prime athletes like, like michael phelps how he eats like eight thousand well, calories for breakfast right? and shit well the the dude across the street from me he was sponsored by tony hawk so he we always had like a half pipe or a quarter pipe in the middle of the cul-de-sac yeah um, so we would always go out there and skate or ride our bikes and so how old are you when, when in this era because like I, i'm referring more to like the kids stuff like little little kid are you, I, I mean this sounds like teenage stuff is this Man, I've I've been riding a three wheeler or motorcycle since I was like four or five years old. Okay, riding skateboards and dirt bikes and BMX and stuff since I was probably five six years old. So the homemade ice cream was the shit back then. Oh yeah. And then when you get in, involved with like this dude sponsored by Tony Hawk, which is dope. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, because Tony Hawk was really coming up right okay. around then, right? In the mid eighties, he was like the first really big time. I mean, he was the one that did the 900 first. Sure. So, like, that was back when, you know, there were skating competitions that were just half-pipe competitions yeah. and Vert, stuff on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Tony Hawk was really big in the early to mid-80s, kind of after the whole um, Dogtown Boys move in the in the 70s with, like, Pal Peralta and those cats. But so, didn't Tony Hawk hit the 900 in the early... 2000s or, or no. late late 90s no it he, wasn't the 80s i want to say it was either late 80s early 90s because he had his video like his first video game was in the early 90s and you could do a 900 in his video game so it was before then huh okay I want to say I, it was the 80s i'll uh i'll look it up right now while you're going on but yeah so you're you're yeah. out there fucking around with the half pipe yeah, um, it, it were cool. you were you ever dabbling in junk food? I mean, are you guys eating? I mean, ice cream obviously is junk food, but well, I'm talking like disgusting stuff, like Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, I still have a nice soft spot in my heart for Taco Bell, but I don't ever eat it anymore. They used to have uh, what was called an enchilado, and an enchilado yeah. was on like this little plate, and it was a smothered bean burrito with this enchilada sauce and cheese and and then like onions and black olives over the top of it. Yeah. Dude, that shit was badass. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. And and yeah, a lot of people hold the enchilado deep, deep down in their heart. 99. Yeah. That's no. what I'm saying, dude. I swear this was later what? than you think, because I remember I was a kid when, and I saw this during the X games, I believe. Um, cause I, I, I remember seeing the, the dude's face. When did the first Tony Hawk video game come out? This dude. was 2001 or Let's 2000, see. dude. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater is the one that you're referring to here. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's see, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, because yeah, man, and then uh, the ninety nine. He now more evidence. We live in a fucking simulation. He landed the nine hundred in nineteen ninety nine. Like, come on. Uh, well, you got a problem. Come with that, on. <laughs> okay, let's see. Tony How Hawk coincidental Pro- is that? It is strange. There's a lot of nines going on there. So, yeah, this was it right here. Uh, the very first one for, on PlayStation 1, because I do remember this. This came out and in 1999. In 99, he just came out with his video game and just happened to land the 900 that year, too. Hey, but there were some great skaters on there. There was Bob Burnquist. There was Burnquist uh, was one of my favorites, dude. I remember this warehouse level. I mean, dude, you go in, you you collect the the letters for skate. So yeah, you dude, got that Bob game Burnquist. was revolutionary. Oh, it was great. I I could go back and play this today and have a blast. Yeah, uh, Bucky Chad Lassick. Muska, Jeff yeah. Rowley, dude, you got some great Andrew great... Reynolds, Rune Glifberg, a lot of badass. Those are heavy hitters back in the day. They sure were, dude. And uh, yeah, this is a great game. And then they went on to make several of these. Did you ever Fucking see ninety nine? I swear, Man. dude. I That's thought it was got to be some movie. Mandela effect shit. Because maybe but he would tony hawk was uh also in gleaming the cube with christian slater in like the 80s oh yeah no he was a big name for quite so, a while i mean this this guy goes i on. can't believe it was that late that he hit the 900 hmm. well i mean think about how big this dude was he goes on to create birdhouse this the the deck company and stuff and and oh, just yeah. a, a huge and like let's let's think about how satanic those fucking decks were dude it's like all dead birds and shit <laughs> Yeah. But uh, you know that's yeah. a different that's a different show. Yeah, that is a whole different show. We can I'll have you back on my show. We could start talking about that. I'm down, <laughs> dude. Skateboarding conspiracies, dude. But yeah. I mean, so then you get you get you go from Tony Hawk Pro Skater to uh, Tony Hawk Underground, a little game called Tony Hawk Underground. Did you ever play Tony yeah, Hawk I Underground? Think so I okay. had to because I was super into those skate games. Because I was never good at skateboarding. Um, I was a BMX guy. And I always wanted to be a skateboard dude, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't do a ton. I mean, I could skate better than I guess the average person, but I was, I, I was great. I was always that kid that was like quite a bit better than average at every sport, but never great at anything. And right. I'm trying to find because um, in Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, we the kids called it Thug Tony Hawk Underground, right? It was called oh, Thug. Yeah. So they we used to do make these things called glitch parks because you could go in and you can create skate parks, and this isn't it. But you can go, like literally make floating ramps, and the process to make all this stuff was literally like hacker level shit. It was crazy, really? dude. It was nuts. Like you'd go in and like you you'd you'd place a half pipe down. And then you would delete the half pipe and then you would reset the console, hit X and start 10 times, turn the console back on. And then the ramp would be floating instead of, of on the ground. It was what dude, it <laughs> who was, figured that shit? Out? Dude, I don't know who figured it out, but this stoner friend that I had back when I was in middle school, his name was Jason, showed me how to do this. And this, this shit almost ruined my life, dude. I almost, I, I spent all summer building glitch parks. Because it was so fucking cool. Like you could build entire cities underground and then build shit above ground. And it's like, you know, you see this cool skate park above ground 
and then you hit you get off your skateboard and you pop down underground and then there's this whole area underground you could it was wild because you remember glitches and in, in all these old school video yeah, yeah. games you could make entire skate parks and create levels inside the glitch inside of a glitch it was insane that's some inception shit dude it was so <laughs> cool i remember when i first started dabbling with it like i said it almost ruined my life I was it just... had to have been done intentionally oh no it absolutely was and had and you know been. that some dude that was in the developing stages of this game was like yeah we're gonna set this up so that kids can do this and then they leaked the the method to do it but yeah, just crazy looking levels like this. This kind of looks like one. We're just like weird shit. You know, there's a yeah. UFO right there. And like, so what What the idea here is, he's probably underground because he's not on his skateboard. But then when you get on the skateboard, you go above ground to like the regular level. And it's like mirror imaged of this. It's weird. It's, it's <laughs> wild stuff. That's dude. insane. Yeah, but no. I've yeah, never it, heard of that. And I, I played all of those games like a lot. Yeah, for anyone out there that's interested, there are videos on uh, Thug Glitch Parks, Tony Hawk Pro Skinner Underground, glitches uh, the pros use. So, yeah, there's fun stuff there. But um, That's amazing. But, yeah, dude, so so let's go back to uh, so, to cafeteria lunches here. I got to hear All about right. these cafeteria lunches. So we're talking Texas. Is this the, the private school or the public school that had the good lunches? I only went, I only went to private school in, uh, for kindergarten okay um and it ruined me for school it really did because that private school was legit as fuck like i knew my times tables i could read and write had violin lessons and shit like and then i went into public school to finish kindergarten or something like that i don't remember it was a long time ago um and and there was like nap time and i was like I, i actively remember going like what the fuck is this we're coloring purple squares and taking naps like i did what the hell like I just got done like in Spanish class and you know knowing my times tables in this other school that I was in, and now it's like, can you paint? Can you color the circle purple? Okay, it's nap time, and that just even wow. as like a five year old kid, I was like, what the fuck? Um, what are all these? But doing? lunches, the best lunch by far of any cafeteria food I've ever had was when I was in high school, um, and I was a little skinny stoner. Um, and could eat anything <laughs> I wanted and not get fat is I would take because uh, I had a I had a job the whole time I was in school in high school so I always had money so I would buy lunch and I'd get the chicken fried steak with two chicken fried steaks and two extra biscuits and and extra mashed potatoes and then I would just make chicken fried steak and mashed potato sandwiches. Oh man! Oh, dude, I could st- I could taste it right now. It was so good. It was so good because the bread was all some garbage butter filled poison. It was all poison, I'm sure. But it was it was amazing. It was just amazing. Country gravy, mashed potatoes, chicken fried steak on like a honey bun. Dude, out of this world. Oh, man. And so did did this school have a mascot? I got to ask. Yeah, we were the Tigers. And every fucking morning. I had to listen to Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. No fucking way. Morning for four years. I had to hear that goddamn song every morning. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) 
That's wild, dude. <laughs> Instead of the Pledge of Allegiance and shit, or would they do this too? Well, no, that was like, you know, when classes are about to start and everybody's getting to school, they would just play Eye of the Tiger on repeat until everybody got into class and the first bell rang. Oh, that's going to make kids not late. They're going to be like, for the love of God, let's just stop this fucking song. <laughs> let's just sit down, ring the bell, and get to work. Damn, um, dude. That's funny yeah. as fuck, though, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so any football games, they would play it like crazy. Any, you know, pre- pep rally or any of that shit. You know, it was just Eye of the Tiger all the time. Damn, dude. So so are you are you pretty close with your parents throughout high school? Is it? it oh, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The stuff with my parents has all been fairly recent um, with the past few years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my, my, I mean, I was, I was a typical angsty teen. I hated my yeah. dad, you know, cause he worked and when he wasn't at work, he wasn't really being a dad. And so I was a typical angsty, you know, nineties stoner kid that hated his dad. I mean, I think there was plenty of us like that. Um, but my mom and I, we, you know, ever since I was little, like I was always cooking food with her and, you know, doing whatever we would hang out. We would do road trips um, when we would go see other relatives, like I'd be the one sitting in the front seat with my mom, like listening to music and checking shit out. So my mom and I were really close. Um, I didn't get close to my dad until I got into my twenties and realized I had been just a complete asshole, mm. basically my whole adolescence. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like total shit. And I had to go to him and be like, yo, I'm really sorry for being such a dickhead for so long. Like, you know, like, and then we were cool for a really long time, my dad and I. Um, you know, that's funny, man, because I think that that means that you're probably kind of a lot like your dad. Because, like, uh, as a kid, more than, I, more than I care to admit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, and, and I mean, dude, you come from his nutsack. You know, it's not like, it's yeah. not like this is a crazy thing to say, but, you know, the personalities there, because I was such a dick to my dad as a, as a kid <laughs> and as a teenager. But I started uh, bonding with him in my late teens, early 20s. So a little bit before you did, but the same thing, dude. And um, I always regret the way that I would talk to him and the way that I treated him. Same thing. But I always got along with my mom. And there's something with like that mom to son relationship where it's very, very like the mom is always like, oh, no, this is this is my. I'm a, like, I'm a mama's boy. This is my, my, you know, for the mom, they're saying like, oh yeah, this is my angel and all this yep. shit. And then there's the whole thing too with the daddy's girl, right? Same shit with my, my sister and my dad. It's a very strange relationship that kids and teenagers have with their mom versus their dad when those two are still married. Right. But right. then I, I just think that it, yeah, it's funny that you say that, dude. It's, um, I think that it just means that you're a lot like your dad, whether you want to admit it or not. It's, it's, uh, Probably oh, yeah. Does. I've even I've even started noticing when I look in the mirror that I've got some of the wrinkles in the same spot and shit. Like I'm starting to see <laughs> my dad when I look in the mirror sometimes. I'm like, shit. Hey, you know <laughs> like what? I, I'm like that insurance commercial where it's like you're turning into your parents or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it does it just sounds like, you know, uh I don't know, maybe as a kid you misunderstood him a little bit, or maybe as an a, as a kid he misunderstood you and like the shit that you needed. Oh yeah, I mean we kind of were ghost passing in the night, man. Like we yeah yeah didn't really talk, really didn't get along, really didn't interact a lot, and when we did, it was it was button heads yeah. because we're we're both very much like very stubborn, very set in our ways, you know. 
Um, so we butted heads a lot, which was all the time. And I think, uh, I think that's because like me as a kid, I knew like I needed him, but I was mad at him for not being there. And then he was probably mad at me for disrespecting him all the time. You know, when he's working, when he's working and supporting the family and shit, and I'm just being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we just did, we, we just did it. We weren't treating each other the way we should have. And, and it didn't come until later, but we, we were cool for a solid, I don't know. I don't know. I'd say almost 20 years. Well, at least you had that time, you know, you know? Yeah. My, my dad and I, the last, uh, the last concert I went to was with my dad and it was, uh, Eric Clapton's crossroads guitar festival. Oh, that's a good and, one. Uh, dude, freaking um, Bill Murray was the MC and he was progressively getting more fucked up the whole time. Like in the beginning, he kind of had his shit together and looked like he was like put together. And then as it went on, he was doing like costume changes, but he would come back with shit like untucked and like disheveled looking and like clearly more coked up every time he came back out. Dude, it was crazy. That's dope. It was was the craziest shit. Yeah, he got fucked up during that show. Damn, dude. Yeah, I'm going to a concert with my dad this weekend. It's funny that you say that. And we're going to go to. I don't I don't like Shine Down, but my dad won these tickets from a radio station, so we're gonna go see Shine Down and Jelly Roll, so that'll be kinda cool. Hey, you know, live music is live music. Yeah, even dude. Free still an experiment experience even if it's terrible. Fuck yeah. I mean Shine Down's cool. It's just, you know, yeah. one of those older yeah. older bands that I'm not into. But yeah, dude, so so I mean it's it's interesting to me that you have like these ups and downs with your family and then I'm curious how that kind of forms this kind of bond that you have with your family. Cause you seem very family driven, but this is comp- like, that's the only thing that you really a hundred percent believe in is what I gather from like yeah. the few times that we've spoken, right. That you don't care about anything. That's not your kids, your wife, the shit that, that is directly involved with you. That's the stuff that absolutely takes a hundred percent priority over everything else. To me, that it's obvious. It's something that's so obvious that that everyone should be like this. But why? Why do you feel this way about like the your family? Is like you know that's that's all that matters. You don't give a fuck about the outside world. It seems like at all. Well, I, I guess it's because I didn't really have a dad um, mm-hmm. until later in life. So I want to be that that father that I I so desperately wanted when I was a kid, but I like, they're my whole world. At the end of the day, you, you know, it's your kids that are the most important, you know, at least as a parent, like as a single person, your priorities are significantly different, but as a parent, um, you have to put them first because you're, you're putting those people into society, you know, and what do you want to put into society? Do you want to put in neglected pieces of shit that are just going to be entitled or, angsty or or fucking psychopathic or even sociopathic narcissistic or do you want to put out well-rounded kids that knows what it's like to be loved and and cared for and, and then taught certain skills and knowledge and whatnot you know so i just want to put the best people i can into the world like that's my job is to make sure that i'm creating decent humans 
So mm. I can't fuck that up because Jesus, like we've got enough shitty people in the world. So my number yeah. one job is to make sure that I'm not adding to the problem. Mm. And, and I mean, do you, how many kids do you have? Four. Four. You said that earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting, man, because I heard this old idea and you're not you're not a religious person, I know, but like the idea of uh I, I heard this crazy idea, I think it was from a Christian dude, and he says that you need to have three kids, uh, one for the mother, one for the father, and one for the earth. And I thought that that was kind of a cool idea because if if you're only having one kid, if every couple out there is only having one kid, you're cutting the population in half, right? But if you have three kids, you're adding one more person. But then there's some people, irresponsible people, I think, that have 20 fucking kids, <laughs> don't care about any 20 of them. <laughs> right. It's the, right. the the idiocracy model. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, from a, a comedic perspective, yeah. But, you know, then there's these people that are coming from very unfortunate spots in life, and they think that that's the only way to really, like, get something right you know people that are growing up in the projects having 20 kids maybe one of them will be a fucking basketball player and then we're all rich you know or maybe one right, maybe right. one will will hit it big and then we all have shit you know clearly that's not the way that you come from things and and i just i i find it always really interesting when i meet parents that i consider my peers in this whole podcasting thing because i i don't have kids right I, I find it interesting how they approach parenting and how they approach like these little human beings that, I mean, <laughs> how, how old is your oldest? He's 10. He'll be 11 next month. Yeah. yeah okay. It's October now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this 10 year old doesn't know what's going on, like how crazy the world is, right? Oh, I'm he sure, knows. Well, I'm he sure he's very smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he's smarter than the average 10 year old. And I'm sure he knows that there's some corruption, but like, there's no way that he could possibly know what you know or what your your father knew or what his father right. knew, right? And oh, and yeah. and he'll never know the amount of stuff that you know or or your father or your grand because like I feel like for some reason knowledge drops significantly. Well, it's not getting passed down like it used to. Exactly, right? that's what I'm like saying. It, like it, you, you used to have this generational knowledge that was passed down in stories or in family farms if it was a skill and even then that would come with stories um but that's not happening anymore um and i think it's a detriment to our society that we're not that we're not connected intergenerationally like we used to you know um and i think that's intentional you know it's it's, it's been on purpose but there's only one way to fight that, and it's to bring it back ourselves, which I completely plan on doing. If my kids want to, you know, live with me, like, if we end up getting out on land soon, my kids are going to have enough land that, if, hey, if you want to go build a house when you become an adult, if you want to stay on the family land and go build a house over there, you can just stay on the family land, go build a house over there. It's fine. You know, and start, like, I want to be super involved in my grandkids' lives uh, because I didn't, I didn't really have any grandparents. I had one grandmother, and I haven't seen her in a really long time. She's super fucking old, and doesn't really have you know any functioning memory. Mm. So, um, so like I haven't, I haven't seen her in forever. That's on your mom's or dad's. She side. lived my mom's, and she lived like 
six hours away so i didn't get to see her that much once i got of like adult age because i was working and you know life happens shit you know and, and again i think that's intentional to drive us you know a wedge between generations and and family in general um but yeah so i didn't i didn't like so like i want to be that old grandpa that drives an old beat-up truck and has a bunch of old stories to tell and you know like like i want to be that dude like really bad like i've got this desire to be a very rugged manly grandpa (laughs) so what do you think that you would have gained from your grandma um hearing these old stories and things like that i'm just curious i have an idea i'm curious Oh, my grandma, what I've gained from her is, is just like, and I don't even think she taught it to me, but, um, or she didn't mean to teach it to me, but she is a very bitter woman. She's been through a lot in her life. Like she's going to be a hundred soon. Um, so she's, she's seen a lot. She's 98. She'll be 99 in December. Um, so she's seen a fuck lot of shit and she's, raised kids been divorced you know kind of had to work late in life like she's just bitter and it ate her alive and like so if it if the thing she taught me most is to just not hold shit in and be bitter um and uh you know just to she i need to i need to the one thing i do need to do that she always did was write she would make an make an effort to write something every day whether it was a poem or a log in a journal or something like she would write every day. Um, now my grandfather, he, you know, I could have gotten taught a bunch of stuff from my grandfathers, but they were assholes. They didn't like me. I was the, tr- I was the troubled, you know, middle kid of my dad, who was, my dad was the first born son. And since he married, didn't marry, you know, somebody that was also in a rich family. My grandparents hated my dad for that, for not staying in the upper echelon of family bloodlines. And so huh. now my my grandparents just automatically didn't like us because we were below them, as they hmm. saw, you know, because my mom was a, was a commoner. <laughs> Are they of uh, English descent? No, um, they were German descent, but they had been here forever. I mean, my great grandfather was in World War One, and you know, like, like my grandmother's father. So my great grandfather on the side of the Allies. Yeah, he was. He was on. He was on the American side. He was in the Marines because he was a, or no, the Navy because he was a. I think he was a pilot or something. Huh. That's uh, interesting, man. Germans coming over and fighting with uh Americans. with Germans that are here already, <laughs> which is yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, my my grandparents on both sides were German, except for my grandmother that's still alive. She's fifty percent Native American. Huh. So. Dude, you know, I see a lot of like people with red hair coming from Native American descent. It's strange. You think Irish right away. You would, and that's probably uh, like like there's there's red hair in a lot of lineage like there's spanish that has red hair there's irish yeah. there's german red hair there's yeah um and honestly i have a little bit of all of that in it in there and i think the native american redheads 
um, that very well could have something to do with the Giants. But again, that's another podcast too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, dude. It's 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 it, it's crazy to me because I assumed that you uh, had a smooth relationship with your 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 elders and stuff like that throughout your entire life. But I guess like your your pushback on authority, I should have probably kind of seen that maybe, you know, there was something uh, that that splintered what in your opinion, again, I know that we kind of touched on this earlier and then, uh, you know, I want to ask you some more food questions after this. But why why do you honestly think that other than the idea of the the whole flat earth versus versus round earth paradigm? Do you honestly think this is the only thing that that brought you kind of away from your your parents? Is this really? I mean, I, obviously your mother—that's a different story. But everyone else in your family was it was it a multiple things or was it just this flat Earth thing that really pissed them off? Well, I think that was that was the big thing. Like my little brother—that's that's what did it for sure. It was—I mean, he told me as much. My older brother and I had gotten into it because his wife had done some really fucked up shit to my wife and they were supposed to be friends. And so I basically called his wife out about it and they, you know, there was some fucking words said and time to be cooled off. But based on what my dad said, they, they have a problem quote. This is a direct quote. We just have a problem with some of the stuff you believe. Mm. And so that was, uh, that was the last thing I've heard from any of my family is, is it's based on that. That's why they don't want me involved in, in their life anymore. So Hmm. it's fine with me. I don't care. Yeah, man. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's, uh, (laughs) dude, like I've made peace with it. Like, like I've just kind of labeled them all NPCs, and if they're not NPCs, they're incredibly narcissistic. So, like toxic people or you know NPCs being out of my life is a net positive always. So, I don't huh. need that negative fucking energy in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, dude. I mean, um, I don't know if you want to share kind of like what what happened between your wife and and your brother's wife, but I mean that that's it's crazy that these things overlap in that way. Yeah, well, she had, um, when, when my wife moved in with me, she still had some work that she was doing in our hometown, uh, where I met my wife and she was doing most of her work. And my, my, my sister-in-law basically stole all of her work, <laughs> like just kind of came underneath and just scooped it, like just stole all her customers, said a bunch of fucking lies to get them to come over to her and it was really really shitty Fuck. so yeah taking and money out of her pocket basically yep and i don't i, I don't play nice when sh- people do shit like that like i'm gonna call you out i'm not the kind of guy that's just gonna be like oh well you know let's let's just i guess you perform better business yeah you're keep, not gonna well or even just like well let's keep the peace between the family and we don't have to make it that big fuck that are you yeah, fucking yeah. insane? Like you went and said a bunch of lies about my wife so you could start a new business? Like fuck you. Mm. <laughs> and I just called yeah, her right. out. And uh but you know, it's dude, it, 
you can't <laughs> what was it it was a uh, it was probably i think it was some stupid ass movie and or no it was a movie or a country song it might have been a country song it's a uh, i don't like half the people i love yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's true <laughs> that's basically my situation man i don't like any of my family i love them to death man and if they really really needed me i'd be there for them but then i'd go back to just like nope i was just here to help you out you can go back to fucking right off now mm. <laughs> like <laughs> like i helped you out your your problem is solved now i'm gonna go back over here you stay over here leave me the fuck alone um huh. so yeah, I just, I, I don't have, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Hypocrites and con artists, I don't have time for. So. Are you, are you happy about that? Are you happy with? I mean, I miss my family, dude, to be honest, but they're really shitty people. And I, I, I can tell you that I have to deal with a lot less bullshit because they, uh, you know, I've got my own goddamn problems and they would contact me and tell me about their problems and, unload their shit on me you know which i don't i never did to them because they got their own shit to deal with um and i'd listen i'm a good i'm a decent listener you know and i can i can help give people advice and stuff so i would always do that for them and so i miss them but i've got a lot less negative energy in my life i can tell you that so yeah man yeah i think uh yeah i i I have a lot of friends that have cut negative people out of their life dude and they're better for it so yeah it's uh you gotta do what you gotta do man and i think uh i believe in god big time i think you know uh you're you're put in this position because you can handle it and then you have these four other little humans that you need to uh you know be a good example for and they're that's gonna like you you said yourself that's gonna pay off that's your biggest investment is those four kids dude and they're gonna you know, not wanted, only are you, but you with know. that, I want to show them that like you stand up for your principles and your convictions, exactly. no matter no matter what. You don't ever bend this shit because if you don't, if you don't have those principles and convictions, then what's the point of being a moral or ethical person at all? Like, like if you can break the rules of morals and ethics, you know, for comfort or benefit or whatever, then why even have them? It yeah. doesn't. Then they don't matter at all, and just be a piece of shit. Like, and I just, I, I can't, I can't do that. Like, my biggest thing is consistency. Like, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite. I'm not gonna freaking bend my rules. I have my principles. I won't break them for anybody or anything. And that's that. So, that's dope, dude. Noble shit. I like it for sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some whiskey right now. Okay, right. let's get into some yeah. lighter stuff. I wanted to learn a little bit about the man behind the the red beard there. Okay, <laughs> we have um, <laughs> we we've gone deep. So yeah, far. no that that was uh, uh that was really interesting stuff, man. I'm. Are you drinking right now? I am not, man. I I was a little late to the to the show, as you know, and uh, I didn't have time to get my my beverage situation set. Do you up want like a normal. beverage right now? Oh man, I'm good. Okay. Um, no, yeah. I um what what's the normal shit that you like to drink? Like different types. Let's start with this. Do you do you prefer like rye, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Irish, Scottish, Scotch, I mean Canadian. What what kind of stuff do you man, categorically? Drink, what do you like? I 
I basically set it in a price range. I've I've learned that whiskey in particular um, has a sweet spot with price, like where the best whiskeys are. And it's bef- between like $35 and $75 a bottle for a $750, for just a $750 milliliter. Regular size bottle. Between $35 and $75, that's your best shit. Anything above that? You're you're just wasting money on some on showboating on just going oh I spent one hundred and twenty dollars on a bottle of fucking whiskey good for you my fifty dollar bottle tastes better like yeah of course I will say that I, I do like a bottle of Blanton every now and again and that's bloated when I first started drinking that it was like sixty bucks a bottle yeah and then it was like in John Wick and it jumped <laughs> over a hundred bucks a bottle. Instantly. A little little pappy's okay too, you know. If you can get pappy's good, if you can find it, you know they they had some shit happen to their. Um, I think they had like a big, a big, uh, amount of their warehouse like stolen or something. Like, oh, dude, jacked it. That was me um, that did that, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Imagine how fucking rich you're gonna be if you get that. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. So, um. Pappy's went away for a long time and then when it came back it was it got crazy freaking expensive like it was mm. just stupid it was like 40 bucks for a shot for just an ounce of it it would be like 40 bucks yeah um and honestly it's just not that great it's just like it's good every now and again just to say that you did it there was there's a whiskey place here in Austin that uh I used to go to and you could get flights of of whiskey of their high end whiskey and it would be five, you know, one ounce shot glasses of just top notch whiskey. And it was like 150 bucks. And it was like five different ones. And it was like Pappy. And there was some, oh, I'm trying to remember all that was in there, but it was all super high end stuff. And it was, you know, you would go in there every now and again, grab one of those flights just to taste a bunch of different whiskeys. It'd be awesome. But, you know, I'm a lot happier with like a 40 or $50 bottle. Because it tastes good, it's nice and smooth, and I'm not out a hundred bucks. <laughs> you What's know, your go-to? Um, probably one of my favorites right now is there's one called Oak and Eden, and it's I want to say it's like forty bucks, and it's dude, it tastes like caramel, like it it doesn't bite very hard. It's got a really smooth, sweet finish on it. And it's like, it's, it's just top notch. Mm. Um, if you find it, it's the one that's got like an oak spiral inside the bottle. It's killer whiskey. It, what like, it's style like, is it? Tennessee? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Kentucky rye, maybe. Oh, I love rye whiskey, dude. That's my shit. I don't remember exactly, but it it's fucking amazing. Like I like bullet that. rye even. Like bullet rye is is fine, dude. Like bullet I'll, rye I'll... for a lower level, you know. I call it like that's kind of lower end because it's like thirty thirty five bucks yeah, for yeah. a bottle of it. Bond um, though, it's so good, it's, dude. You can't beat it for the money. Yeah, you really can't. You know, you can get a bottle of regular bullet for like thirty bucks, twenty nine yeah. bucks, and man, that's the most bang you're gonna get for the buck because bullet is is stellar i used to be a really big time jameson drinker uh for a long hey, time it's not bad dude have you tried that dude. proper 12 ship yeah it's not bad it's i think really jameson's not bad. better I, I, jameson better i don't know i haven't done the pepsi challenge so we should somehow do that yeah digitally I, here 
uh, dude, we could do that next time we chat. Uh, you know, get a bottle of a bottle of proper and a bottle of Jameson, and we can do a side by side live on air. Yeah, but we're gonna know which one's which. Unless well, yeah, but it, I mean, it's yeah. We'll just say which one we think is better. I'm, okay, I'm cool with complete transparency. See, I, I I really do like the um they uh, Jameson's been coming out with different um they model the the whiskeys after beers, and really? the yes they have a Jameson Stout that I'm not gonna say is uh not delicious in some coffee. It's so fucking really? good, dude. Yes, this dude, the ja- best the best coffee liquor you can get is um there's a rum company called kraken yeah 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 and kraken makes a coffee liqueur like rum and it's insane it's insane you can actually use it to replace your coffee throw a little creamer in there drink it like an iced coffee Mm. dude it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i i've gotten way too hammered on that stuff because it's so so easy to drink do you fuck with a little eggnog around the holidays yeah but i don't like liquor in my eggnog oh you just drink it yeah. like a like an old lady yeah well dude old ladies drank it with rum in it so <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I drink it like like five-year-old me drank it on christmas where i just loved having some freaking eggnog holding it with both hands and shit yeah dude that shit was delicious it's just okay. like I need another glass, drink a big glass of it. And so then you, know, you drink enough of it in December that you don't want any for another year. Like it's so thick and rich that when you get done with the Christmas holidays, you're like, okay, I'm done with eggnog for a while. Oh, yeah. After you've put on your winter uh, hibernation weight? I don't ever take mine off. I, I found that the easier way to do it. I, well, that's the thing is instead of like dressing warm, I pack on like 10 or 20 pounds for the holidays. So I don't have to wear jackets and then I, I shed it in the summer. So that's See, the whole I, thing. I'm old. It's, it's hard to shed. So I just keep it on year round, man. Hey, well, you know what? It's fine. You know, people do different things, but no, man, I, I around. So I drink different things in the summer and in the winter. I drink a lot more wine in the winter versus beer in the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do, Bob, because you know what, what, what's nice about the wine is like red wine. You're not supposed to throw that in the fridge. If you do, I'm going to call the cops. Right. Oh yeah. No, you don't put red wine in the fridge. Is that your go-to is red? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sipping on some white right now. So I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite, but that's that white is a little girly, man. I can't do white. It's too sweet. I mean, I'm just like, drinking a cheap one right now. And the, and, and the whites give me a freaking headache. And I think it's the sugar level. Like, if I drink more than one glass of white wine, my head hurts. I can yeah. I can swill a bottle of red wine like it's nothing. That's how I am with, with rum. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm, it's curious <laughs> to me that you can drink spiced rum. Oh, um, I love rum. Do you like that Kraken more than uh, uh, Jerry? Um, no, I have found, um, there's, I think it's, I think it's a Captain Morgan, but it's called private stock. Okay. It's a short little bottle, little fat bottle like this. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure it's Captain Morgan private stock. 
And dude, that is legit rum. And it's like 28 bucks. And it's nice. good. It's really, really good. I might have standard to dabble. rum that you can either just put on ice and drink by itself, or it's a good mixer. Like you can go both ways with it. I might have to dabble. I just feel like such a piece of shit drinking rum, like a pirate or something. Yeah, dude. What's wrong with pirates? Pirates are fucking hardcore, man. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather feel like a redneck drinking whiskey or something. I, I don't know. Yo, ho, ho in a bottle of rum, man. It, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but. You don't want to do any raping and pillaging? Because, I mean. I'll do I one think... of those things. It's the raping, right? <laughs> <laughs> No man, no. I think, I think it's uh, it's very interesting how because I had a really bad experience in high school drinking Captain Morgan. Uh, oh, we went yeah. to dude, me and my family. We used to go to Mexico, and you know that anything goes in Mexico. I was thirteen years old. <laughs> thirteen years old, going up to the bar and ordering double shots of Captain Morgan, drinking it in a pool. And these fucking beaners are pouring this shit not on ice. No ice with these fucking Captain Morgan shots. Giving it to me. And I'm just slamming these shots in a pool. <laughs> and, dude, I slammed this thing, you know, trying to be cool. Uh, there was a MILF, actually, that I was trying to fuck in Mexico. At 13? Like, yes. She was, like, 40 years old. And so I, I bought her. And, dude, my dad was laughing at me the whole time. Because, like, I was like, he was just watching me do this. And, um... You know, I'm buying my I'm buying myself and this lady, uh, you know, Captain Morgan shots, and I'm trying to be all cool, and I slammed this thing in the pool, and I literally just gagged it right up in the pool, like right <laughs> right in front of this chick. She didn't care. She wanted to fuck a fucking thirteen year old. She didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was uh, weird. Dude, yeah, Mexico's wild <laughs> shit, man. I've only really like partied down there one time. Like we used to go to border towns when I was a kid, and we yeah. go shopping and shit, but. Um, I've only gone and partied in Mexico one time, dude, and it was epic. And I probably shouldn't be allowed back down there because it is a fucking, <laughs> it's a free for all down there. Like it you is. can do whatever the fuck you want. They don't absolutely give a shit. like it's way more free. And anybody that thinks that America is the most free country, go to Mexico. Yeah, they don't give a fuck down there. Um, like you can sell fruit on the street. You can, you know, you can't do that here without paying a little tax. Dude, we 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 bought cocaine from strangers in mexico and and we thought we were gonna die like my cousin and i we were on a bus going to this little shitty town and this little escort dude was walking us to an abandoned building and my my cousin and i looked at each other and we were like i guess this is where we die and like but we, we want this coke but we really want this fuck, like if this goes right <laughs> if this goes right it's gonna be really right and if it goes bad it's gonna go really bad so it went <laughs> is, really good is then. the right worth the risk of it being that bad and we were like yes yeah i think so <laughs> turns out it was the best fucking cocaine ever have you ever seen the movie blow of course, dude. You know that that scene where Bob Bobcat Goldthwait is sitting there and he's like, I can't feel my face. Yeah. It's like, where did you get this from? And he goes, Columbia. <laughs> and it's like, I had that experience. I did so much blow, I couldn't feel my face. Was that Bobcat in that movie that said that? Yeah, he's the bartender in that movie that says that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bobcat. He's got like a nose prosthetic on or something, okay. so it doesn't necessarily look like him. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's so Bobcat. cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah, he's the but, one testing the coke for its purity. Right. Yeah, and he's oh, like, "Holy wow, okay. fuck! It keeps not melting when the you know because it's supposed to melt at a certain temperature, and yeah, it keeps de- climbing, determining up. determining when it, the melting point it is 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 it's the most pure." And he determined that it was like ninety eight percent pure, and he's like, "Fuck! Where did you get this?" Yeah, and that's when he goes, "Columbia." <laughs> Duh. Dude, yeah, when me and my friend were selling weed back in the day, that was, and it was like such small amounts compared to the shit that they're doing in that movie. But that was like our, that was our like, dude, we like, we watched it every day and we think that we're living in blow and we're selling like grams and ounces of weed. (laughs) You know, and it was just so funny, dude. Like, so small time. Yeah, Um, dude. But, you know, we had a good time. But, yeah, it's it's funny, man. That was, uh, I, and I did that at 17. I was 17 when I went to Mexico and I partied. And like, um, we went to this place called Ixtapa. And Ixtapa is like where apparently it's like where Mexicans go to vacation. Like it's their vacation spot. So there was almost no white people there, like none. Um, so we got, we got treated like fucking royalty. It was yeah. crazy. It was insane, dude. It was the, at 17. I had never experienced anything like that before. Like we'd party down at the pool, at the hotel, cause we stayed at an all inclusive hotel. So we'd just get party, you know, we'd just get wrecked at the hotel because food was free. Booze were free and it's right on the beach. So you can get trashed at the freaking pool. That's 20 feet away from the beach and then go down to the beach. Nice. And uh, like they always had like these drinking games at the hotel pool. And so we went down there one day and we engaged in the drinking games and partied and kind of, you know, met and became friends with all the people that were working at the hotel because we were the crazy white people. Um, And then the next morning at like nine in the morning, they started doing the drinking games again and they started yelling my name on the loudspeaker. And I woke up to them yelling my name and I came out on the balcony like, what? <laughs> and they were like, get down here. We're not starting until you get down here. And I was like, no, man, I'm fucking hammered. And they were like, nope, you got to come down here. And I was like, God damn it. I went down there and started partying at nine o'clock in the morning again. That's dope. <laughs> like, that's Mexico. Like, Mexico, dude, they do it right, man. All hands off, man. Like, it's, it's bonkers. They do it right. Do you fuck around with tequila at all, or do you mostly yeah, drink just whiskey? I, I just finished a bottle of oh, what the fuck was it? I don't remember. It was a it was a darker like sipping tequila. Okay, because um, I kind of got tired of whiskey for a little while. Like I was just like, eh, I, like I drink a, not a lot of whiskey, but that's like what I drink. Yeah, is whiskey. There's a lot of and sugar so, in it, man. Yeah, so I went with tequila on one bottle. I was like, you know what? I'll take a break. Because it takes me, like, if I buy a bottle of something, it takes me at least a month to finish it because I just don't drink that much. And so I was like, fuck it. I'll I'll throw some tequila in there this time. And I bought kind of a high-end, you know, uh, what is it? uh, Agave tequila. And so it wasn't clear. It was like a darker, it was aged in whiskey barrels. And dude it was freaking good it was delicious like on ice it was smooth as glass huh yeah all all tequila is agave that's how they make uh they ferment the blue agave that yeah. that weird cactus oh well then it was a uh, anejo 
Oh, Anejo, yeah, that's Anejo. like the darker stuff. I knew yeah. it was an A word. Yeah, agave is the plant that they make tequila from. I knew you um, had it. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anejo is uh, is a nice little darker. Uh, you have Reposado, which is like your your shooter stuff, and then yeah. you have like your clear, your silver stuff. Uh, I'm somewhat of an aficionado of all alcohols except for rum. Oddly enough, yeah, yeah. I've I've had them all, man. I'm I'm old enough that I I've had my party time. Like I look back on it fondly. Yeah, it was a blast. I learned a lot and wasted a lot of time and money. Um, but you know, I wouldn't trade it for. I mean, yeah, I would. That's a lie. I trade it. <laughs> I trade it for really not much. Give me like five Bitcoin. Um, right, dude. There's some experiences <laughs> that I would not trade. Even even I, it, like some of my bad experiences, I, I don't think I would trade them. Cause I learned a lot of stuff and it was fun and it was funny. Um, yeah, let me keep my concerts. Like, sure. I liked, I liked concerts. Like the rest of my memories, eh, I don't remember most of them anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love my partying days. There was like a, a, a solid two or three or four years where it was just like nonstop every weekend going out and just having a blast. Oh, yeah. um, I had different sections of that. Like throughout your so, life, yeah. So I had the section kind of like high school and shortly after, and then I like my first wife moved back from New York right before September 11th, and we started dating and we were together for like 13 years. We partied in there, but like single partying and you know, like significant other partying, two different parties. Oh, yeah, like that. It's not the same, yeah. Partying with your girlfriend sucks. I mean, it could it's a, it could be a blast, um, but you know, single partying is a whole whole different ball game. Yeah, um, because it's no whole barred. Like it's like, who are you going to embarrass? Like, nobody but yourself. Yourself, and I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So I I had a few sections in there of different different kind of partying times. Uh, the nineties, like high school. Dude, the 90s were insane because drugs were everywhere. Like, it was so easy to get shit. Like, you get, like, I could make one phone call and I could get literally anything. Like, I had this dude, I think his name was Calvin, if I remember properly. And he drove, (laughs) he drove a yellow Volkswagen bug. Sounds like a fed. I could, I could, (laughs) I could freaking page him because this was the time of pagers, (laughs) not cell phones. And I could page him and there was a code, you know, for what you wanted, but I could fucking, I could order anything and he'd show up like 30, 45 minutes later, just like with a goodie bag. Here you go, buddy. And I'd hand him a stack of cash and he'd take off and he, you know, he'd go back to his dorm or whatever the fuck he was doing and we'd all party. Damn. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I never had, a, I was never big into drugs, man. I, I just a drinker usually. I got into weed for a little while. Like we used to get like super stoned and, and shit faced. But, uh, like we do jungle juice. That was our thing. Like for parties, like make jungle juice, you know, yeah, like yeah. fill up an ice chest full of like, you get a bottle of Everclear. And we had a buddy that would steal bottles for us. Yeah. So, see, that was called trash can punch down here in the South. There you go. That's <laughs> what it is, dude. <laughs> yep. You pour in literally Everclear, a couple bottles of vodka, a couple bottles of tequila, a couple bottles of fucking whiskey, whatever you could get. It's whatever you could steal from your parents. 
Well, that <laughs> was like the everybody thing. would jack shit out of their parents' freaking liquor cabinet, and then you'd throw in like some Kool Aid and some fruit and mix it all up. And the fruit was the best part too, dude. We, I'm, I'm, that was never our experience. We never had to like scrounge around for alcohol like that at all, dude. Even like underage. I'm not even kidding. Some of the craziest fucking parties, like the absolute, like I've seen like how they make cool parties look on like movies and shit. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> what was that? That project X movie, right? Yeah. Similar. Yeah, that shit reminded that. me of high school. Yeah. That super reminded that, me of high school. It was insane. And I don't know how we, how we were able to do that. I mean, we got arrested so many times, literally one time and, and we'll get going here pretty soon, but like this one time, dude, we uh we locked up a house um because we we were partying in my in my buddy's house party's going for maybe an hour hour and a half or so and it was a white party everyone was supposed to dress in white right so cuz we had black lights and all kinds of shit dude had dude's parents had a really nice house and this shit is filled with everyone wearing white we got like all kinds of drinks going we're playing beer pong it's loud as fuck and the cops come after we kick this group of dudes out. Cops come. We some idiot told my friend, my best friend at the time that owned his parents owned the house. The cops can't come in. If you don't open the door, the cops will just leave eventually. So we just lock the door and we just all stay quiet. Literally a hundred, maybe 120 people are all just sitting here still drinking staying quiet with the lights off in this house and two hours go by we're still sitting in here these cops fucking break the door down and they have their pistols out they're fucking pointing at at the kids in the fucking house dude and like the girls are crying and it was so insane but like that's the shit that i wouldn't trade like me and my friend like my best friend that owns this this house and i'm like right behind him the cops got this dude on the ground putting a fucking pistol to the back of his fucking head and i'm like standing there watching this shit and i'm like fuck dude and then they turned me around and like this kid's fucking parents grounded this dude for the rest of his life it was so fucking fun and like that's the kind of shit that i wouldn't trade back because he still fucking went out and partied every weekend even though he's grounded you know so yeah high school parties were the shit oh yeah i like when cops showed up where we were everybody would just scatter Right. Oh, yeah. So, so like, I remember one time we were having a party at a buddy of mine's house and somebody comes in and was like, fucking cops. And this skinny little redneck dude that I knew, freaking, he grabbed the keg that was like half full and just drug it to the fence and hopped the fence with the keg Damn. like it was nothing. And, he, dude, he weighed like 140 pounds soaking wet. Like, he wasn't a big dude. Like, the keg and weighed more just, than him. Yeah, dude. And he was like, fuck that. I'm not letting the cops get this keg. <laughs> he went over this giant, like, seven-foot privacy fence with a keg. Um, And we all jumped over the fence because I was following the keg. <laughs> and... And we were like, well, what the fuck do we do? And we were like, I Tap don't know. that fucking keg. And, going in those and we walked around and we kind of waited in the bushes. And um, I think somebody went down to see what was going on. Turns out the cops didn't even show up. Somebody oh, just said it. 
somebody just said it. So we took the keg back to my friend's house, finished and like, it was cool because half the party bounced. So it ended up just being More a handful beer. of people. <laughs> yeah. With half a keg. Yeah. You guys have right. girls there or was it a sausage fest? Oh shit. There were probably girls there. I don't remember. Like in high school, I wasn't really like, I was, I was busy partying, man. I didn't give a fuck about chips until like my senior year. Really? Like, yeah. I didn't. It wasn't a concern of mine, man. I was too busy doing drugs and partying. Dude, you know, it's so funny, man. I didn't uh I didn't even kiss a girl till I was a sophomore in high school. And then I went wild. So that's all that I cared about was just <laughs> that. I mean, that was it for six or seven years after that, just going crazy. Yeah, so, it can, yeah. it can get that way. It's know. very easy to. Yeah. So yeah, man, no, it's uh good times, you know, back in the old days, but I don't know, dude. I mean, what else are you up to other than, um, you know, trying to uh, expose the lies behind the ball and all this stuff? Uh, you know, anything that you Man. want people to know about? <laughs> people keep fucking like, I mean, I know I'm known for that shit, but frankly, unless you got something new to say, quit asking me about it. <laughs> that, that's that's my message to everybody. I don't fucking care. You're not going to say anything I haven't heard. I'm not going to say anything you haven't heard. We're not going to meet in the middle. It ain't going to happen. So, you know, ask me about something else. Um, (laughs) Just ask me about something else. Um, Shit, ask me about homesteading and chickens. I'm way more interested in in that than I am flat earth. I mean, I I involve flat earth in my regular life and and how I perceive the world and energy and all of that. But, um, you know, I'd rather talk about chickens any day of the week. Do you think that chickens are real or are they robots? Oh, they're for sure real, man. Um, okay. Yeah, they're they're definitely real. I think the robots, if there if there are any birds that are robots, it's like they hide them amongst things like vultures and pigeons. pigeons and let me show you, know, you something real quick. Shit you can like that. Keep going with what you're saying. I got to grab a camera yeah, right think across from here. I. uh you know, I've, I've, my wife, that was one of the things that I loved about my wife when we met was she, she would, she would always say, if it lies, it's, if it flies, it spies. And so I was like, all right, well, this, this chick's open to stuff. So now I, I bought her some shirts that say, um, if it flies, it spies. Uh, and then there was another one. Oh, that just says birds aren't real. Yeah, uh, this was a beer that I got the other day. Birds aren't real. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. It says, and it's a pigeon. I'm I mean, a lie. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a pigeon. Their eyes are red when you look at them. They're recording. Yeah, it says uh, this this can from Dillinger Brewing. Um, what do you mean birds, are, birds aren't real? The term refers to biological, quote, <clears throat> birds no longer existing on U.S. soil. After the government forcibly made the entire species extinct, all of these uh, real birds were replaced with surveillance drones. So uh, what is bird poop? Bird poop was originally thought to be oil discharge from earlier bird drone models. Quote, (laughs) bird poop is actually a form of liquidated tracking apparatuses. Uh, And then it gives you a QR code. (laughs) And it says, uh, what is this beer? This is a double. Okay. So it says, uh, I have a pet bird. What do I do? Not to startle you, but you have a highly advanced governmental surveillance drone in your house. 
watching your every movement, picking up every word of your conversations, and sending that data to the Pentagon. So yeah, this is a great fucking beer. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, we do we do have something that does that, but it's it's called yeah. a it's called a cell phone, not not a bird. Um <laughs> I mean I've I've turned doves inside out and pulled their heads off when I'm yeah. on dove hunting. So I know doves are, are living creatures and I have consumed their flesh. So um and I haven't personally um, eaten a chicken that I that was one of mine, but I've I've had to kill one, and I do plan on on culling some at some point in time to eat. Uh, but I do I, I do think there is some credibility to some birds being drones, and it would make sense that it was like high flying, like like around here, vultures just hang out on five G towers. Like that's Charging. what's crazy is they're there will be 5G towers that are just covered with just like dozens of vultures. And it's just like, man, that's, I don't know what that is, but that's spooky as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Movie. Like, yeah, that's scary when there's like three or four dozen vultures just completely covering a 5G tower. It's like, why isn't it affecting them? <laughs> Carnivorous birds are weird for sure. Eagles. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a fucking eagle in my the predators, life. Predators, man. The predatorial birds are owls and shit. Bees. Yeah. Yeah. There's an owl that lives not far from here. You go out at night in my backyard and you can hear it. And yeah, it's like get they're the doing fuck out of here with those things. Oh, dude. Owls are the best. Wow. They freak they're me Silent out. killers, man. Yeah, dude. They freak me the fuck out, man. They're, they're whisper quiet. You don't hear them. No. Yeah. That, that's why they, people think they're fucking aliens and shit. They're creepy. They're very, I mean, very strange. Who knows what the fuck they are or where they're from, man. Like, owls are, are kind of a mythical creature. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've, and if you see a white one, apparently that is like a sign of something. Good luck, bad luck, something like that. But I've had them. I've, I've, a couple times I've had white ones fly across my windshield at night where I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. I love them, man. I've got an owl on my arm right here. Oh, it's, dope. Yeah. It's a, it's, he's in knight's armor. So it's a night owl. <laughs> I want to call me Nighthawk. Yeah. Yeah. That was from when I was uh, a single party and dude. No, that's a dope tattoo though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, no, this is a fun chat, man. I always like doing these and just kind of shooting the shit about stuff. And I appreciate you just like kind of like letting me get to know you a little bit, man. That was kind of, yeah. uh, you know, very, uh, revealing in the best way possible. I, I, uh, really enjoy kind of learning a little bit about, you know, all these cool people in this community, man. So the okay. next episode that I'm doing, I'm going to try and get as many of you guys that were involved in the first 10 episodes and we'll all just chat about whatever, like anything. Fuck you know? Yeah. So yeah, it'll be like the ten, ten people, the the eight people before you, myself, and then that will be the tenth episode of this little goofy. Hell show. yeah, dude! So, I want to yeah, do uh, my, I think my hundredth episode is coming up, and I want to do something similar where I just have, you know, a big round table and we just get hammered and shoot the shit about nonsense. Yeah, dude. Just, just a free for all episode. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I, uh, you're the first person as well that I've had on since I quit my job because I put in my two. Oh, weeks. you officially quit? Well, I put in my two weeks and then now they're dicking me around with my vacation pay. I was of supposed to. Get, they are. I, 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 yeah, come on. 
I was supposed to get, uh, you know, a week's pay because I had a vacation week. And now they're saying that I only earned 12 hours of that instead of 40 hours. So um, I'm going to call them probably the day that I'm supposed to go in and say, hey, I quit for real instead of the two weeks um, because they're fucking me, I feel like. So, you know, I'm going to. Yeah, dude, that's bullshit. And you worked there for how long? Six years. Not six forever, years? but that's I six mean, years long enough. I yeah, mean... dude. I mean, you know, a lot of money goes into training. And, and what's fucking $600 to a massive company like that, dude? You know, it's not like I'm getting paid fucking bank. So um, it's crazy. Damn. Well, dude, I I think what you're doing is fucking rad. And as a doing it as a single person, when you you're when your need for money is significantly lower, yeah, dude, just go ahead and fuck it. Get out of the goddamn rat race, man. Yeah, I am. Like, there's there's plenty of ways to make money without being in that shit. Nothing, none of it pays. I've been looking for jobs because I sold my business and then some shit has gone down and so i gotta go back to work um and i can't build my business back up fast enough so i've been i've been job hunting for the first time in like 13 years 14 years for the first time and man nobody pays shit anymore (laughs) try out uh try out some uh, dude it sounds stupid and dumb but like honestly like that shit that shit works there's a place down here called favor and um i worked for them for a little while but i think I, like i hustled around for an entire day and i averaged like 14 dollars an hour and i was like man fuck that shit well with like, uh like i said i can man, make 50 dollars an hour doing freelance shit so yeah the uh, freelance stuff is obviously the way to go but like if you're in a pinch you know just get yourself set up with something like doordash or uber eats and it's usually 25 or 30 an hour here in tucson so like where you're at it'd be more if you go to the city and shit, maybe, yeah, I, I not great, but um, better than yeah, nothing. yeah. I'm looking at uh sales positions and shit, stuff I can kind of do remotely, where I can just I can call some people that you know they do lead generations where you're just you're not cold calling. It's somebody that looked for whatever you're doing, and so you're calling them to sell them some shit, and that's it. You just call people already looking for what you have to sell and then just sell it to them. I can do that. I can do that yeah. all day. <laughs> like, and you can make bank. That's like the only thing that pays well. Yeah. Like of all the jobs that I saw, like any just regular job was like between 13 and $20 an hour. And then you look at sales jobs and it's like between a hundred thousand dollars a year and $250,000 a year. I'm like, yeah. I can sell stuff. That shit's yeah. easy. Like, Sales is easy. Oh yeah, it's easy if you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah, but yeah, man. So, yeah, shit's uh, shit's weird right now. So yeah, dude. But so uh, what are you? What are you? Base, are you basing? Are you getting enough money for your merch and your your uh, uh, let's say gambling? I guess it's just gambling. Is it legal to gamble up there? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, oh yeah, it's Arizona. Yeah. That's right. That was one of the things that I remember when I fucking went to school out there. Like before I met anybody, I just spent like the first week in freaking casinos. Yeah, the gambling is iffy. <laughs> like I'm not counting on that. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm going to do like, you know, shit on the side, like the little DoorDash here and there. And like just to make, you know, make sure that I can make what I was making there. Again, dude, I wasn't making much money at Pepsi at all. So it's and I, I working can... full time. 
I was working 10 hours. I was gone from my house 10 hours a day. So, you know, being, yeah, exactly. Beating my knees up, beating my back up. And if I wanted to make more money, I would have to be gone from my house longer than that. So it's just not going to work out for me there. And, um, yeah, I'm going to make a go at this whole podcasting thing. I make decent money doing the podcast by itself. And then uh, not nearly enough, but, you know, if I can grow that and then this is what I want to do. And then, you know, starting that other MMA show and stuff like that. Just see where it goes until the end of the year. If the end of the year, if I don't see some promise in this, then I'll do like exactly what you're talking about. Something remote from my house and uh, not fucking beat my my fucking body up. We live in the easiest time ever to make money. Yeah. So, like, if you are broke or you're made working some bullshit 10 15 dollar an hour job man that's that's on you and if you if you are working a 10 or 15 hour job and you don't have a side hustle that you're trying to replace your little bullshit job with man nobody should feel sorry for you well that's the thing dude i don't even understand exactly why i was making such little money i make like 22 an hour and i'm taking home like 600 bucks a week like that shit well fucking sense so 20 20 an hour for 40 hours a week is only $800 and then the government's got to take their piece. Like yeah. it, when you say $20 an hour, that sounds like an okay. 22. Rate. Yeah. But yeah, same yeah, shit. But like, it's only $800 a week, $3,200 a month. That's, it's really not much. That's not at all. Especially for fucking up your body, dude. And being gone so long. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, you're talking less than 40 grand a year. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a rough way to make 40 grand. Yeah, dude. So no, I uh, I was I was uh, excited about you. it when I first got the job, and you know now I'm out of it, and it's like, I'm sure it's it's one of those jobs that like it's 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 exciting for a while. You get to go to different places and get to people watch being in fucking stores and shit. And, yeah, but it, well, and then making you know old. making money doing the show too is is good. Like I make a decent amount of money from the show. Yeah. And so, like, not, not again, not a lot. Like, if I was doing this okay, and I wasn't growing it, it wouldn't be enough. But like, I spend that, money. I spend money for my show. So being in the in the net green, dude, you're doing good. Yeah, no, I spend zero money on the show. I, all I spend is the the Zoom, whatever Zoom costs every month. Is, is all that yeah. I spend. So, I mean, you know, that 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 shitty job plus this, it was a decent living, right? So, right. like, now I'm gonna go to like, you know, focusing on this have to cut back i eat such gluttonous food i'm eating steak and fish and like bomb proteins every night so i'm gonna have to cut back on that stuff i'll probably lose some weight not a big deal and uh you know just get back into uh you know a a more healthy lifestyle instead of just fucking my i i said this last night when i was talking with matt and nico and rosie nico's wife my first thought every morning when i have to go to work when i wake up is I wake up, my alarm goes off, I shut my alarm off, and I lay back down and I go, fuck. Fuck. I think that's most people with most jobs, and they yeah. don't they aren't willing to do something about it. Yes. Like, so I'm not done. That's dude. what sucks. So like I I do more power to you. You know, it's I, I wish we could get like a office space where he's like, Can you make me just think I've been fishing all day? Yeah. Like, that's not really what i do here peter um, <laughs> <laughs> family guy joke yeah but uh 
it's fucking like it's a grind man and i think people need to learn to live with less we've gotten into this consumeristic keeping up with the joneses mentality when it really doesn't take all that much money to live and since it's easy to make money i mean my wife makes like three grand a month just doing random shit making baked goods and selling some of our eggs and you know a little of this little of that and she can does she makes three grand a month working from home like not even really putting a ton of effort into it um so you know it's it's possible to make decent money you just got to have your hustles you know and if you only have one source of income you're selling yourself short anyway yeah if you're making one source of money in 2022 you're fucked already because if that shit goes away you're done you don't have anything else to lean on so Yeah, diversify your bonds. Fuck yeah, man. Worth for wisdom. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh, Thanks yeah, for I having me, man. It. What's that? Thanks for having me, brother. This is always fun, man. I like just doing regular shoot the shit stuff. Yeah, dude. It, it, and we always get into that stuff, too. I remember the first like episode that we were supposed to do on my show, we were supposed to talk about the Vatican, and we like just went on. We, we talked <laughs> about like libertarian economics and shit for like 90% of the time. But we did. I still called it. Uh, the Vatican secret library because we touched on it and that's actually one of my most popular episodes too so really yeah yeah I think it's like it's top 10 for sure so yeah it was a fun one man yeah it was 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 a good show so yeah but yeah man uh Bob plug anything that you're up to anything that you want people to pay attention to if you got any other side hustles that you want people to pay attention to plug right now yeah um so my new thing is is shamelessly begging for money so we are trying to get out of the city, get out off of this small ass little piece of property we have and start a homestead. Um, and while we are looking for finances um, to buy a place, it's it's a hustle uh, to get a big enough down payment for some of these farm loans. Uh, some of these farm loans ask for like 25% down. So mm. it's kind of crazy. So right now, um, asking for money you can hit me up uh on my venmo which is at moral bob with moral and bob capitalized no space or anything um and you know if you can throw me a couple bucks dude i appreciate it i've had a few listeners throw me some money man and it's every single penny like i greatly appreciate anything anybody can give because we're we're shooting for a dream and we want to show people that it can get done and that we can crowdfund each other like we can help each other out and do stuff, you know, and focus our money, our energy, and, you know, our attention to the places that it's supposed to be. You know, we, we can create our own community without actually being in a close-knit physical place. So, yeah, give me money at Moral Bob on Venmo. Uh, and then you can find me. Hidden in plain sight on all your podcatchers. I'm at the hidden pod on Instagram at spaces, fake and gay on Instagram and at everything is fake and gay with underscores at both ends on Instagram. And man, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do my thing. I've got a new show that we're about to do with uh, DJ from missing the point and Andy from deep share. And we're going to do a, kind of mystery science theater style movie show where we just kind of fuck around and talk shit about conspiracy style movies, dystopian movies, you know, your cult classics, 
and uh, we're starting with They Live, and we're supposed to be recording Saturday, and that's my fault. It was supposed to happen this past weekend, but uh, I I was looking at properties and shit and didn't get back in time to to be able to record anything. So we're going to do it this weekend, and it's going to be rad, and we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from that stuff, man. It's a good idea. That's one of my absolute favorite movies, by the way. If you ever need a guest... Hit me up. You know I can talk shit about anything, so just hit me yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because we want to end up rolling guests in when we do the live, uh, the live shows. You know, when we're actually watching a show together and we start it from the beginning, very mystery science theater, where we just kind of shoot the shit over a movie. And uh, I want to do that, but we'll probably do some deep breakdown stuff too. Um, and my partners in crime there have uh, have already watched the movie and taken a bunch of notes, and they've been talking back and forth about what they have found. And, man, I can't wait to watch it. I haven't watched They Live probably since the 90s, right? you know, and I probably watched it three or four times as, like, a teenager. And then I haven't seen it since. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. I'll tell you, the fight scene should have ended uh, 10 or 20 (laughs) times. That was that was 80s fight scenes, though, right? (laughs) That's just how they were in the 80s. They went on too long. It's like, how are you able to beat the shit out of each other for 15 minutes? No one's missing teeth. No one's knocked (laughs) out. Nobody's skin is even red. There's no broken skin there's no roughed up skin it's nothing they're just hitting each other and they look perfectly fine for and, and you're having a conversation the whole time it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> i love it i fucking <laughs> love it. i love that shit dude yeah. i eat that stuff up man i mean no, you the, listen to me the, <laughs> the cheesy one-liners man yeah like matt has in his intro like i'm here to yeah kick ass and chew bubble gum <laughs> and i'm all out of bubble gum yes dude. i mean and i mean roddy roddy piper was one of my favorite legend. wrestlers i mean that dude in the 80s was was a legend i mean he, it was rowdy roddy piper like like he was one of the big time dudes it was like him and hacksaw jim duggan were like my favorite dudes like did you check out that clip by the way of the Shockmaster? I haven't yet. No, Dude, I'll show it to you right now. Then okay, okay. You have to see this, and this is the end <laughs> of the episode. If people are listening to it after you did your plugs, they already, uh, yeah, you know, are, can just are friends of the show. Uh, yeah, dude, this was on live TV, and um, I'm going to play the ad, so you might hear a little background noise before it actually gets started here, and I'll make sure that you can see it. But yeah, dude, this is just uh, brilliant. I, uh, absolutely the pinnacle of WWE. I think this is before Vince McMahon took it all over. Okay. So let's see if this is it. Okay, here we go, dude. Yeah, you're going to... I think that you'll enjoy this. If you enjoyed this, have as much as I did. Because I was literally... I, I hadn't laughed this hard in a long time when I saw this at first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, oh, and, God, I fucking love Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair, and and you got there's so many things going on, and everyone absolutely needs to watch this in their own free time because you see things in the background, and the more you watch it, the more you notice things going wrong. Uh, down to when the Shockmaster is moving his arms, you'll see that um, I think it's Sid Vicious or something. I, f- I forget who it is. 
is sitting here uh, yelling at him, and he thinks he's doing his voice, so he moves his arms. You'll see what I'm referring to. Two-minute clip, uh, two-and-a-half-minute clip. Here we go. Promised. Hey, no, 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 no. No more dealing shit, dude. Stick him out. Hey, they're going to tell us before you get carried away who their special <laughs> tag out, team please. partner is, brother. You, you better cool down. No, you yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, I'll cool down when I want to, Sting. It seems to me <laughs> if you was as smart as you act like you are, right. you wouldn't have waited <laughs> this close to war games. Then tell everybody who your partner is. Well, do you want me to tell you what I'm talking? No, you shut up. What I'm talking? What I did? What I did? Who our secret partner is? Come on, come on, come on, baby. No, I don't. I want to organize. I love it. Tell the people who the secret partner is going to be. All I have to say is. All I have to say is. Our partner is going to shock the world because he is none other than the Shock Master! Right. The Shock Master! Oh. <laughs> I told you. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so everyone's quiet. This dude just fucking trips walking in. <laughs> You see the drywall on his chest and his stomach. His fucking mask falls off. And his whole thing was he's not supposed to show his face. So now he has to put his mask on and he's waiting. And this dude's yelling at him and he thinks that he's doing his voice. I don't care who you are, boys. I don't give a damn who you are. They call me the shock master. You've ruled the glitter that fell off on long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then. <laughs> oh, man. And then what they had to do after that was they had to shift his whole persona from the Shockmaster into a clumsy construction worker that always loses everything. That's what he is now. So it, it's just so funny, dude. I was... Oh, I fucking love that old wrestling stuff, dude. Yeah. That, that was gold. That was such a unique time in entertainment. Oh, because yeah. When people it, thought like, it was real. it, Dude, it has, it's never been duplicated. Yeah. Like, it was so good. Uh, we, t- Dude, I, I don't think a whole lot of people thought it was real. Um, but it was really fucking entertaining. And, you know, and, and just in that clip, you could see that Ric Flair, just to touch on the conspiracy shit, had Saturns all over his tie and then the floor was black and white checkered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, if they're going to feed us distraction, I want it to be like that right yeah. there. I want my distraction like that with Ric Flair and freaking a bunch of goddamn the Dusty Roads. Dusty Roads 
and the freaking uh the ultimate war not the ultimate warrior sting which is basically like the new version of the ultimate warrior well, dude, there, if anyone's ever interested too, like you yourself too, Bob, like if you're bored, go and just look at wrestling p- promo bloopers. And there's a laundry. I mean, there's that. I think Booker T. I think it was that called uh, Hulk Hogan the N word on live television, like with a hard R. <laughs> like hard, just he's like, we're coming after you, and he just says it, dude. And like right when he says it, he goes like this. He's like, fuck, I just said the N word. It's Whoops. so. Dude, it's so funny, man. There's just great bloopers of that stuff. So, yes, I agree. We need those distractions in our lives. So, oh, uh, dude, just the over the top ridiculous ones where you know it's a distraction. Like, but but <laughs> that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to you're meant to it's meant to be goofy. Like anybody that takes Macho Man Randy Savage and Ric Flair and you know, all of these wrestlers seriously, like, man, settle down. Yeah. Um, have you seen that movie with David Arquette that's called um, Ready to Rumble? No. Oh, dude. If you like wrestling, watch Ready to Rumble. It's epic. It is such <laughs> an amazing movie, dude. You're going to love it. I mean, I don't really like it. I like the fuck ups. I like the mess ups. Like, what, that, but yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, watch, watch Ready to Rumble. Watch Ready to Rumble, dude. It's so good. It's. It's basically making fun of your wrestling fan. Like okay. it's it's top notch. It is my by far my favorite wrestling movie. Okay. By far. Fuck yeah. Have you to know. check it out. Yeah. But yeah, man, no, this anyway. is a blast. And uh yeah. as always, Bob, uh pleasure to chat, dude. And uh again, dude, thanks for sharing everything and uh, you know, giving us a little peek behind the curtain there. Uh, you know, okay. host of uh the great show, and I hope that you continue doing episodes of Hidden in Plain Sight, man. It's um, yeah, dude, I'm just changing, man. I'm just uh, you're I'm trying to have. Well, I'm yeah, man. I'm trying to have more positive energy. Shit, I think I think going down rabbit holes is fine and all, but it shouldn't be your whole life. Yeah, like like you know, I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know, knowing about all of this stuff and and doing this. But like focusing on it is like trying to drive while concentrating on your rearview mirror. Like you're not supposed to focus on your rearview mirrors. You're supposed to look ahead and then glance at your rearview mirrors occasionally, but then ultimately focus on your forward movement. And I'm just getting to where I'm trying to focus on the forward movement and spending less time looking in the mirror. That's good, man. Yeah, dude. Positive energy, having fun with my friends. That's all Fuck that yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm excited to see what you guys do, you and Andy and uh the other guy that I, I, I don't think I know. DJ. Yeah, I don't think I know DJ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you uh that'll be a great show, man. So good luck. I hope that that blows up and uh you know, I'll definitely check that out. But Thanks, uh and, until next time, guys, uh another fun little uh casual chat here with Moral Bob. Check out Hidden in Plain Sight, check out all of his work. Obviously, plugging all your stuff in the beginning, so you all have heard this stuff. Uh, you know the plugs from Bob, but thank you. And uh, until next time, everybody, you all take care. Don't drive yourselves crazy with all this crazy shit going on. Yeah.